Hey, what's up, guys? This is Aaron. Uh, so in this episode, we sit down and we talk with our good buddy Jan from Belgium. And we really didn't have any shows on the books before Jan came to visit because we were, you know, saving up our energy and, and putting efforts into the release show and the new record. And I got the baby on the way and all that stuff. Um, but, man, you know, Jan doesn't come every day. So, huh, actually, I'm sure he does come every, every day. Anyway, he doesn't come to the United States every day. Uh, and so we decided at the last minute to throw a show in his honor. So um, you won't hear it mentioned in the episode because it hadn't been booked yet, but we are throwing a show for all of you in the Denver area on Thursday, March 14th at Streets Denver, formerly Streets of London Pub on East Colfax. It's seven bucks, only two bands, uh, early start, early finish. We're calling it the Grown Ass Rock Show. It's going to be us and the Born Readies. It's going to be a lot of fun. For tickets and information, you can go to our website, mfruckus.com. I would get your tickets ahead of time. Streets only fits about 150 people, so uh, it's going to get pretty packed in there. Anyway, March 14th, Streets of London Pub. Come meet a real Belgian, and uh, if any of you Tur Turbo Yugen people are listening, uh, wear your coots and come and let's take a picture of our butts together. Anyway, enjoy this episode with our buddy, Jan. Thanks, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. talking about my nymphomaniac wife bam welcome hey to the motherfucking podcast episode four eight zero four eight number 48 we're almost to 50 which means like we're halfway done That's the quattro ocha because i think when we get to like 100 then we can go oh we did that was you know, fun we did 100 episodes I, I, i'm looking forward to a 52 so that i have a week's oh, a year's worth of episodes Oh yeah, that is that is an exact year's worth of episodes. Yeah. So two years will be a hundred and four. So we don't we won't celebrate our hundred or our one hundredth episode or our fiftieth episode. We'll celebrate our fifty second episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. I'm here. I'm Logan. And uh, joining us in the studio today is a man you many of you have heard uh, by myth. You know, we had Fawns in here not that long ago. He's he's one of our mythological friends. That Characters in the MF yeah. Ruckus universe. Yeah. In, in the kingdom, for sure. The kingdom. Um, a, another, uh, a, another character, and actually his character is going to be featured in the new uh, Frontline's Good Times Chapter 3 comic. In fact, we've we got to get you to record your parts while you're here in town. I'd like everyone to welcome... Uh, a very, very handsome, mm. uh, devilish, um, rascalish lumberjacky lumberjack of a man, a a veteran and a hero and uh, and a dude with badass whiskers on his face makes the, a hell of a gin and tonic. Makes a hell of a gin and tonic and a waffle. Spe speaks his <laughs> mind. Can memorize candy bars really easily. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
He really can. Yeah. He's good at memorizing candy bars. We'll get into that later. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the blunt Belgian himself, all the way from Mosaic, Limburg, Belgium, please welcome Jan Lipkins. Ooh. Hello, everybody. Yeah. yeah, we're really glad to have you here, man. So... For those of you who don't know, the best. <laughs> nice, there you go. Yeah. And, and Jan has entered the room. He's like, can you play that at my house every time I come home and begin to make love to my wife? That would be fantastic. <laughs> like, Daphne, I'm ta- Daphne, my pants came off. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Jan. So, so, so hi, you, Tony. So, for those of you who don't know, the very first time we went to Europe... We had no idea what we were doing. We managed to, uh, a, a friend of ours, Marcus Diefenthaler, who is a, a German expat, lives out here in the, uh, out in the U.S., and he, uh, at the time, was the president of the Chicago Turbo Jugend. Yes. And he had been introduced to us via a friend from Turbo Jugend Dem- Denver who moved to Chicago, our buddy Fry. Mm-hmm. Um, who turned Marcus on to us, and Marcus invited us out to do uh, uh, one Walter, of their. Walter Regan Yeah, well, he first he invited us out to do one of his um, the, ride, the ride with us the ride uh, with us uh, just like Yugen party at Livewire in Chicago, and after meeting us and forming a relationship and him becoming a fan. Uh, we found out down the road that Marcus uh, was booking bands for the Velt Turbo Yugen Taga, which is the big worldwide um, Turbo Yugen gathering that they do every year. Uh, me and Logan and Tony are members, and of course, Jan is a is a longtime member. Um, so when we were getting ready to go out, uh, so we had this festival date booked, and we had no other dates. And through contacts in the Turbo Yugen, contacts through our tour manager, John Fate, um, who was at the time managing for the Bunny Gang, and just random people that we found on the internet, we managed to put together a two-week tour for our first time in Europe, and it was a fucking amazing time. Like, we played a lot of really, really great and, and life-changing shows. It was, we still haven't, I would say, topped that very first tour in terms of, like, overall just crazy experience that we had just because it was also the first time and that'll happen after we booked the tour a lot of people said you're going to want to get a driver you're going to want someone who has driven around Europe it's totally different out there you'll get a hundred fucking traffic tickets if you don't have someone do this for you so we reached out to the Turbo Jugend and uh, one guy got back to us and it's this man sitting right in front of me he had said that he had driven and tour managed with bands before and uh, spoke a few different languages and would love to do it. We had never met face-to-face. I honestly didn't even recognize him the first time he walked up and introduced himself to me uh, at that first show in Essen, Germany. But Jan came with us on that entire tour as uh, we had an amazing time and he's been one of our best friends on the planet Earth ever since. And... Because Jan is in the military, he gets leave a couple times a year, right? Like you get how much? How much time off do you get every uh, year? Thirty-three days. Thirty-three days all yeah. year. So you get thirty-three days and free to pick. You you trade uh, with your wife Daphne basically vacations. Like yes. you'll stay home with your kids and she'll go do urban exploration photography, and then you get to travel and around the world and do stuff with your military leave every yeah. year. Yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah. And you chose to use about half your time to come out and hang with us in fucking Denver, man. 
And uh, that is number one, it's an honor, but it's number two, like a shitload of pressure because it's like, fuck, Young's right, going to be here for like three weeks. Just try Chicago. Actually, we were talking about that. We were discussing it. We were oh, discussing yeah. that. So, and, and we'll get into that later in the show. We'll talk about it maybe a little more on the break and uh, and our plan together. Our planning of what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the break. See, but this is the thing. You, talk, you, you were talking on the way over here about, like, planning. And had I known this and had I known that, there's an element to world travel. And I think you guys will back me up on this. That's like the fact that you don't plan so many things is what makes it go so amazingly well. Yeah, be flexible. You you get out there with a basic schedule and a direction of what you want to do and you get all the logistical stuff, what I'm going to eat, where I'm going to sleep, you know, and who my contacts are going to be, but otherwise just kind of leaving it to the winds of chance is what makes leaving it to the to the winds of the setup. The, the setup before you go ahead and then right what happens. Right. You 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 do the that you do the, the 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 proper amount of preemptive planning, but not overly planning. No. You know, just kind of going like you basically gave me a list of things that you wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. So so far since you've been out here, we're on day what now? Is are we on day four or five? Five. I think. We're day. We're on day five. Tell us about some of the high points of your first time in in Colorado in this part of the United States, right? Because you've only been to New York, New, New York, Jersey. 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 Okay. Cool. Jersey. Jersey. Um, the highlights, um, being in Denver for 30 minutes and working as a bouncer for free. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You worked at a, so you went to the Oriental Theater where. He was hanging out with me too much. Yeah, yeah, you guys, well, I mean, you had work to do over there. <laughs> so Tony and Laura uh, filling at the Oriental Theater, doing various things over there, mostly bartending. And uh, did you go straight to the Oriental? It's, Tony and Laura picked me up. Laura got a phone call to do a shift at the, or, at the Oriental. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'll join you. I got nothing else to do. And then we got in. Laura walks in, and the guy looks at me. Can you be the bouncer for an hour? So I was bouncing people in the U.S., and I didn't know what I was doing. And he had to figure out the uh, the laws of, like, what, people can't, can't bring their drinks outside? Oh, yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. stupid. That is the w- weirdest thing like that almost stands out more to me than anything else uh, as a difference in Europe is they treat you like an adult over there when it comes to your alcohol like you can like when we were playing in in Hamburg and we're trying to like walk out the door with beers and they're like they're like hey get back here use a red solo cup and yeah. they make you put it in before you walk out onto the street Just so it wasn't glass in the street yeah no. that's only after 11 oh yeah What's the law in Belgium with walking around with beer? You can walk around with beer. You can you can pretty much like. <laughs> what do you mean? There, <laughs> there is, is no law. No law. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the law about drinking? You just drink and you, you can be shit faced drunk and walk around, but if you just walk around and drink a beer or drink whiskey, what what happens if you're shit faced drunk and you walk around? If nobody sees you, no problem. If the cops see you, they're gonna arrest you. Because you're drunk and you're, you're obviously intoxicated. Yeah. And because you're intoxicated, there's a risk of walking into the street and walking under a car. So there's like a drunken public thing, and they take you and they put you in the can yeah. for that. Okay. So it's not like people are just walking around like, woo, party, and just like being wasted 24 hours yeah. a day. There's more of a responsible drinking culture in Europe in general, where it's yeah. like, drink wherever you want, just don't, don't be an asshole, asshole about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, I will say, though, when you got to the Oriental, um, so they they... 
way oversold they th- what they thought they were going to do, which is why Laura got called in. And because so um, they were short staffed, so short staffed, so they had Laura come in. They saw me come in with my buddy, and I was like, "Hey, this is my buddy Jan. He's coming in from Belgium. He's like, I need you to work the door, both of you." <laughs> He's like, "I'll pay you however later, you know, maybe drinks or whatever." But like, just just like I need you for like twenty minutes. They had to change out the early show and get everybody out, mm. clean up, and then do the tickets for the door for the later show. And that we showed up like right when that was happening, so it was like kind of chaotic. Do you know what? But then Jan sit, sitting there. The whole time, like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just watching these people go by, and it's like, don't bring the booze out, don't let anybody in. He's like, that I can handle. So, like, I, I would turn to Scott and say something to him, and I look back, and Jan's just like, nope, hey, <laughs> grab a beer, <laughs> grab a beer, <laughs> cannot do that. So, and, you were and, on it. And be, and be, I was on yeah, it. And because, I got the job. And yeah, he got the job right away <laughs> because he's a. <laughs> Big scary bearded Belgian dude with an accent. So everybody, everybody he talked to was just like, "Oh shit, that's that's a real." What concert. was there during the day? I I'm just picturing something like. No, super it was the same. Happy. It was it's, the same show. It's it a, a crappy skateboard video <laughs> of five clips that lasted two minutes. <laughs> See, I was just picturing like little kids like dancing around and being happy and playing, and then as soon as they clear them all out, it's like, "Okay, now it's Morbid Angel and Cannibal Corpse." No, that was the next day. No. But oh, okay. yeah, they, they had a skate video during the day and then afterwards. Uh, Jan, Jan told me after after I, I ran into him later, he was telling me about the Oriental. He was like, he's like, oh, I'm blown away by how <laughs> I'm blown away by how polite everybody is here. You know, you're, people aren't this polite to doormen in yeah. in in Europe. <laughs> yeah, what what, are they, what do they treat doorman as like at home? Um, if you want to walk out, and he's like. Hey, uh, you can't take your beer out. I said, God damn it, why not? And on a regular day, I can take my beer out and not here today. And we start discussing with the with the doorman. Discussing it. And and usually we do it like one guy starts the discussion and the other five guys walk past the door guy with all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, But, it, but it, it's reasonable for, it would be reasonable for someone in that situation to get upset because in Belgium, it's not a big fucking deal if you walk around with beer. Yeah. So if a door guy said that, you'd be like, what the fuck is yeah, your like, problem? You. Don't I you know the laws here are way. awesome? Yeah, that, that's, that's the idea. I <laughs> paid for this beer. It's mine. I'm going to drink it. Yeah, wherever yeah. I want. Here, we're used to like, like, don't do that. You're going to get in trouble. Like, that's like the the, the American, uh, America is full of people doing shit that they want to, hoping they don't get caught, and then a bunch of fucking hall monitors watching them and going, hey, you can't. Come with me. We're going to the office. You're in trouble. That's our whole Ooh. fucking culture, man. So what, what were some of the other highlights of the trip so far? Uh, shooting a gun at Evergreen Studio in the garden. There you go. Oh, yeah, we, t- we took we took him up one. to Evergreen. So, so jealous. So we got done trimming for the day. Okay, so... Within the first 24 hours of being in Denver, uh, you lost your luggage. Lost my luggage. You lo- no, my uh, flight got delayed. You got delayed? Got How many new- hours? Like four hours? Uh, three hours. Okay, your flight got delayed three hours. You lost your luggage. Um, went to Three Kings. Uh, drank beer at Three Kings. Went to Mutiny. Fucking drooled over fucking comics at Mutiny. Uh, then you went to my parents' house, or or did you do more that first night? I went to the Oriental. Oriental. Oh, then you went to the Oriental, worked the door at the Oriental. Stayed at your parents' house. Stayed at my parents' house. Got thought, up the next day. I thought it was, I had to fight somebody was in the house. Oh, because my brother came into the house. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> looking, know. Looking like a lunatic. And he didn't know, like, like it took a minute, like, who's this motherfucker up in my parents' yeah. house? What did, what did he look like when he saw him? 
like a bum. <laughs> he, had a, he had a dirty shirt on. His belt buckle was open. And, and I was wondering, like, I couldn't remember that Aaron had a brother or a sister. And I was like, did I leave the door open? <laughs> what kind of neighborhood is this? <laughs> who is I mean, this it guy? looks so nice out there. And I was like, who is this? I left the door open. This he guy probably thought the same thing. He's like, he's like, who's this funny talking bum in my parents' house? <laughs> so when I was like, he's in the house. He, he's trying to steal stuff. I, I need to kick him out. And then I was looking at him like for 10 seconds and, he's like, and I was like, who the fuck are you? I'm Brian. My parents live here. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, I'm Jan, Aaron's friend from Belgium. Oh, yeah, Aaron told me about you. <laughs> well, a nice, a, a so, nice yeah, good stare down. For a, a nice seconds. icebreaker. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, imagine if he had come home and just started going through shit, and you, like, came into the kitchen and threw my brother in a fucking chokehold. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> it almost happened. He doesn't know how close he came. So my, the, my money's on Brian, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a long reach. He does have a long reach. Yeah. And, like, the smelliest balls around. Like, all he would have to do is, like, reach in, take a handful of something and smear it on your face, and you'd stop fighting. A handful you, of your, something. Your brother's balls. <laughs> um, so then, next morning, we took you trimming weed with Farmer Joe. We went over to Farmer Joe's place and uh, helped him cut down a new crop of uh, voodoo, right? I don't know. Is that what we were talking yeah, So yeah. you chopped down wheat. So you lert, worked worked illegally twice. in the United States twice. <laughs> so oh, you have worked illegally twice in the last yeah, 24 Yeah, so uh, don't tell Trump because I can't come back to the U.S. after this one. <laughs> now he's hired to do this. It's okay. We're going to collect taxes on it. Um, okay, so then after that, we went... Uh, we went back to my parents' house. I called. Uh, I said, hey, we, you know, it's kind of a nice day, and it's going to snow the next couple days. Let's go up to Evergreen, go see uh, John Fade at the Little Bear, and let's uh, let's see what Brad's up to. I call up Brad at Evergroove, and normally Brad is either working on something and doesn't pick up his phone, or he's at a trade show, or he's out he's out up to something. And uh, I call up I call up John Fade. I say, hey, we're going to come by the Little Bear. Come by and see you. I call Brad. I go, what are you up to? And he goes, drinking a beer and staring at a case of ammo. And I said, can we come over? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> so me and Jan drove up to Evergreen. We went to Evergroove. And uh, Brad, Jenny, um, Sam, Ethan, and... Uh, and uh, this new guy that I hadn't met, this dude, Russell, who's a video dude, they're all hanging out on the back porch um, shooting AR-15s and shotguns and Glock 9mm and drinking beer. And Jan was truly happy. Oh. Yes. yes. It was very cool. And, and like, Jan, you know, Jan hasn't been up to the Rockies, so we're driving around the winding Rockies, and it's fucking cold, and it's starting to snow, and everything's all gray out. It looks perfect. And uh, we show up, and they've got the guns all laid out. Evergreen sheriffs come up. Because a neighbor fucking... I hated that moment. Oh, did you not... What, what did you think was going to happen when two evergreen it's, sheriffs it's, came walking? We walked on the porch, and I saw the shotgun. I was like, yes! <laughs> and then I saw the AR-15, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> <laughs> and I see the guy taking the shotgun, aiming at the keyboard, and we see a fucking sheriff driving by. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I'm slinging a gun in someone's garden that I don't know. <laughs> I'm here for two days, and the cops show up, and I'm getting fucking arrested. Yeah, yeah. And and at this point, you probably don't really like know what the exact laws are I with had guns. No, I was like, 
Oh, we can only use a gun at the gun range. So, mm. so first off, I was like, fuck, I'm going to get arrested. And the second thing was like, I'm going to get arrested and I can't shoot these guns? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they come around up the, up the trail. They come into the house. And uh, they're like, hey, we got a call from a neighbor. Just want to make sure you guys are safe and, and shooting responsibly and everything. And they're kind of checking out the guns and asking some questions. And they're telling us about this Airbnb down the street. We're like, oh, man, the neighbors really hate the people who own that Airbnb because they just advertise it as a shooting range, essentially. And people come in and shoot the place up. But you guys are totally in your legal rights. You can do this, da-da-da. But then they notice the beer and they go, you guys drinking? And Brad is, dude. Brad was quite a few deep at that point. I would say yeah. he was he was doing that thing where Brad gets especially gregarious and smiley and happy and chatty. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so jealous. It's yeah. glorious, dude. It's, He's usually in work mode when I see him. So oh man, seeing Brad three beers deep, Brad is three beers deep, dude. Three beers deep, Brad is is a truly jolly character. I guess the altitude's so, real high. Over so there. he goes, he goes. Oh, is that a problem? And they go, yeah, you're not allowed to drink alcohol and shoot firearms in the state of Colorado. And he goes, okay, I'm done. Aaron, I guess you and Jan are the only ones who get to shoot since we've all been drinking beer. And me and Jan are like, hot fucking five. So the sheriffs leave. And they have, the guys have set out these, uh, they've set out the, the keyboard. The keyboard for the studio has been malfunctioning. So they're like, we're going to have a little office space party nice. and get rid of this keyboard that's shooting us up. So Jan and I got to sit there and fucking empty a clip and probably a dozen shells and... And a slug. Did, oh, did you shoot a slug too? Oh, yeah, right you through did. the center. Did I? Did I shoot a slug? Yeah. Oh, I thought you shot it. Well, it was awesome, whatever it was. I'll show you the video. Okay. Oh, cool. You got video <laughs> of it? Yeah, so uh, we got to uh, shoot up computer equipment and that's pretty cool and man. eat good food what, and what, what else is the high points so far um seeing Aaron and Laura jam in the basement after yeah. the baby shower that was hey, really I was fun. there too yeah, but you weren't singing that was really fun the guitar player gets no love oh man dude how it's, do you think I feel and, and Logan was well, awesome on the bass <laughs> <laughs> actually that is true Logan you were you were jamming particularly well on that fucking acoustic Thank you. bass it That's sounded true. good Very we good. had my uh, brother-in-law was that. my brother-in-law was playing the bucket <laughs> yeah my brother-in-law was playing the bucket. Yeah. Uh, Adria was playing the piano. Yeah. Fucking, I got, uh, I asked Laura to come over and sing uh, I'd Rather Go Blind. I keep hearing that song, like, all over the place, and I'm just like, man, nobody does it like fucking Laura's and Lindsay. I, I, don't, I don't think your relatives are ready for that. You know, they're like, oh, they're having a little jam sesh. That's cute. Holy shit, who is this girl? <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole house <laughs> went Laura, quiet. Laura has yeah. that effect for sure. Laura, Laura started singing I'd Rather Go Blind, and, like, everybody shut up. And people started kind of trickling down from upstairs, and they were like, what are they up to down here? <laughs> yeah, man. That I'm was, just getting a little cheese dip there, dog. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Jan suggested getting a shirt for her that says, Loud Pipes Save Lives. Yeah. And she immediately said, can I print it on my underwear so it's on my butt? <laughs> and we were just like, that's way better. <laughs> yeah, do that. That was, and by the way, guys, I, uh, I just want to say real quick, thank you so fucking much for that party, man. That was a was really party. that was a really great party, and we didn't know, you know, with the weather 
and we didn't get a ton of RSVPs. You know, we didn't know really what it was going to be like. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah imagined it as being something that was just for me because she already had hers, and it was really cool to just like have that ritual of integrating a bunch of our people together. Yeah. You know, having Desiree and Sarah's mom and my nephew and and just everybody, you know, mom and dad and everybody hanging out and playing games and everyone getting along and and eating good food and and food. jamming in the basement. It was it was really fantastic, yeah. man. I can't thank you guys enough. We really And Yon, I'm really glad you got to be there for that, man. It was uh it was, was my first baby shower, so... <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm all about the co-ed baby shower. It's fun. It's a baby shower slash dad chiller party. Mm. As long as you have open rules... Oh, man. <laughs> Logan hates the eyes, that. The eyes went the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, but Logan kind of just rolls his eyes constantly while he's talking to people. I feel like if it's real bad, they separate from each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how I do that, but yeah. it happens. Like, it, it has to be the subject. If it's just like, oh, a hangnail, you're like... Oh, it's a, it's a slight roll of the eyes, but Dad Chiller Party makes them go. <laughs> well, oh, dude, they went sideways when he heard Dad Gets Chiller Party. Wide, wall-eyed. He's like, he's he's gonna be when Logan finally eventually has kids. He's gonna be like, I'm never calling it that. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it something else. I'd rather call it a baby shower. I would like call it a baby shower. I would rather call it a boy be shower. Than no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. It was a how, lot of how, how fun. Ma- how, ma- how many other planned titles did you have for that party? Hey, man, all I know is it was fucking fun. It was. And and I like silly names for stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's why, dude, do. that's the, why the, this what, rock and roll band the, the does so of, well is because of all the stupid, silly names we have for things. You should tell them the name of the episode, the title of the episode. Which episode? This one. I, oh, I already <laughs> I already saved did. by the Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's clever. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that one. Okay, what are, so so uh, now did that happen within that didn't happen within the first twenty four hour period? That was your second day. Yeah, that was my second day. We we did we did finish off the day uh, at the Oriental. We went to or we went to oh, Troop Brewing. We went to um, um, Fire on the Mountain. Oh, we and, went to uh, fire, we went to Fire on the Mountain. Got wings. We went to True, and uh, Jan got to have some True Brewing and look at some of Jay Party Lord's art, who we're going to have on the show very soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to have Jay Party Lord on soon. Uh, and then uh, then we went to Fire on the Mountain, got a bunch of wings, and Jan and I... So I sent Andy Burkaw a text at the Oriental. I was like, hey, man, me and the, the Belgian are coming down. We want to find a place to eat, uh, eat the wings. Uh, like, is it sold out? Is there any room up on the balcony? I had no idea that Cannibal Corpse Morbid Angel show was sold out. Oh, yeah. So we show up and packed. people are spilling out the doors. Morbid Angel is fucking just getting started. I go up on the balcony and, dude, there's no way we're going to be able to eat anywhere. So Jan and I find this cocktail table right by the main doors of the theater and we just post up and just start eating chicken wings in the main lobby of the Oriental Theater while fucking Morbid Angel is playing in the background. And we crushed 24 fucking wings like it was nobody's business. We should have bought 48 and sold sell the rest. I know, right? Because we had so... Dude, so many stoned fucking death metal kids were like we're hovering so, around ooh. us like... Dude, where'd you get the wings? <laughs> like, did, did they sell fucking wings here? Where'd you get those? How much were those, dude? Just like peeking over shoulders and shit. So if you want to make a fortune, go get yourself some buffalo wings. 
Sit outside of a metal show. Sit outside of a metal show, man. People that, buy them. And up. that was your first Buffalo wing, wasn't it? My first U.S. Buffalo wing. What is there? A like he's made them at home. Oh, chicken but, wings, but not buffalo. Okay, it was my first buffalo wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one. I gotta say, I think your timeline's a little off because that day was the day I had to leave to go to work, and I ended up working for an hour and a half, and then I met you guys at the Owl. No, that was uh, no, that was Saturday the day after. Yeah, was it? Yep. Yeah, your timeline your time- is off. Oh, my timeline. Me <laughs> do it. Yeah. Logan's, okay. Logan's timeline kind of just generally looks like like the stock market. <laughs> well, you know? <laughs> there's a bit last of time week, if, if, if you listen to the last podcast, that's when the stock market crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. It was, but it, it was entertaining to listen to after the fact, at the very least. Like, in the moment, it was like, oh, shit, where is this going to go? <laughs> that's good. I, I haven't listened to it yet. So I, I listened to it after the fact, and I was like, all right. That was fun. You had made that suggestion um, on the band thread about, uh, like, maybe we should sh- shorten the podcast a little bit. Yeah. And me and Aaron were joking, like, yeah, if I was that hammered listening to it, I think it would last an eternity. He's like, you know what, maybe we should cut it in half. Like, specifically the section where I came onto the show. Maybe we should maybe we should just cut that. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it felt like an eternity listening to that shit. Yeah. Um, so, so Morbid Angel's playing. So we were we've just mashed down these buffalo wings. We go out onto the onto the ramp and we're trying to watch the Morbid Angel set. And I just look back at Yawn and he's just got that thousand yard stare, like, I just ate a dozen buffalo wings and French fries and I've been running all around all day and I haven't gotten any sleep. Like you could just see it written on his face and I was like, Do you wanna go home, buddy? And he goes, Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Got him in the car, drove him out to mom and dad's, and he fucking passed out. That is nice. a hell of a first 24 hours in Denver. Yeah. That is a hell of a day. That's true. Yeah, that was man. all the first 24 hours. Mm. So what else What else has been going on since you got here into About town? the highlights. What are some of the other highlights? I saw um, Tony and Laura at the Owl. Mm. Yeah, how was that? Was that like the Johnny God Rocks jam? Yeah. How's that going over there? Are they starting to pull people it's, in it, there? It wasn't a jam. It was their, like, they, they do shows on Saturday night, you know? Like, there'll be somebody playing for three hours or two oh, hours. Oh, they had, like, a proper show. Yeah, but acoustic, you know, acoustic sets. Were you guys booked on the show, or did you just show no. up and get on? Well, because like, you're fucking amazing. If, 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 if uh, Greg... Fucking hate them, dude. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I have like friends they, who play shows, and sometimes they trust me enough to let me play with them. And sometimes it goes well, and I get asked back to do it again. He made me sound like a professional the other night. Thanks, Gordo. <laughs> he was telling me about that. You want to do it again sometime? Got a roomie too. Just let, let's book it again. God. Let's book a tour. See, there you man. Go. Um, Perfect. I, I really I'm wish in. I had seen that. I really wish I had seen that. Get a room already. They, now you went to that too. You went to the the three kids show. I went show, to right? that show as well. Yeah. Okay. So who who were you jamming with at the Owl, Tony? Uh, Greg, Donnelly, and uh, Gibby from Johnny Garrett. Oh, so, okay, so they had like a show show. Well, it was the three of them. The same thing. The same same thing that they used to do over at, at Rory's. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that's a curated that's, jam. That is, see, that's a jam for them. But like, if none of their buddies would have showed up, it's not like a stranger would have gone up on stage and played with them. So it's not an open jam, you know? It was like, it's their show and they have guests come up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you asked uh, Dawn on stage as well? Dawn, yeah. And she can sing. You haven't. I, mean, I don't think I've heard her. You might have heard her at Rory's, but that's a set of pipes. Damn. What do you say? Yeah, definitely. Holy shit. So, and then the next night, you went to the Three Kings gig. That Now, who all was on that? It was Gordo. Just like Gordo. Gordo and uh, these two again. 
What did you guys, Gordo? What What did you guys jam? We played every song in my set featuring Tony Lee. (laughs) 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 We, me, and Laura played. I don't know, some like an hour or something like that. I just we just wrote a bunch of songs on a piece of paper and kind of just chose from the list. You know, how many did you get through? Do you think most of it? Fifteen of them, maybe. They did an awesome Tenacious D breakdown at the end. It was like I like to end with that one. Five or six D songs in a row. It is. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, the first album. When 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 the Tony and Laura jam starts to like reach its climax and everyone's getting loosey goosey, that's when they go. All right, it's time to be done. Yeah, and they'll just close it out with just like bam, 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 and as soon as they do Sasquatch, that's like okay, it's time to get up and go double smoke team. a cigarette. Double team, Sasquatch into double team. It's yeah. all of those. It's, it's 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 no particular order, but double team is like the outro. Double team is the strongest song, I think. Okay, out of all of them, I, I heard you guys play it the other night. It's good. And Laura, what what does Laura say instead of? Uh, 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 JB and oh, she she KG. changes it from uh, KG and and JB to like T Lee and LZ and LZ. She's yeah. totally like having sex with me and T Lee. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking double team supreme. supreme. Something tells me she would be like captain of that ship. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony's just along for the ride, and yeah. LZ's just like okay, suck that toe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now smell him a little. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we a lot of tenacious D, uh, a lot of old, old you know, blues rock stuff. You know, Jan, I, I heard you went to Walmart. Yes, and Buffalo Bo- Wild Wings. And Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings on Walmart. Let's talk about Buffalo Wild Wings first. So you got to have back to back Buffalo Wings. So you got to have them from like an uh, independent, uh, like fire on the like cool that was, that was hip company, like ethically. With way too sourced, many people at the register. With yeah. way too many people at the register. Hey man, <laughs> those people are giving me fucking paternity leave. I can't I, I, believe I was, that. I was shit. happy. I, I know a guy who knows a guy who works there and, and got me to wings faster. Oh yeah. What? You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who? (laughs) Who got you the wings faster? We're going to put this out for now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, but you had Buffalo Wild Wings. How did they compare, first of all? Uh, The ones from Fire on the Mountain were better. Of course. Well, I, Ben, you're not just saying that, right? Because you, you're the blunt Belgian. You would tell me the no, truth. No, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I, I, I love that place. What kind of uh, sauce did you get on them? A lemon and, and barbecue sauce. Lemon and barbecue sauce? You know who has... And the, then two spicy stuffs. You know who has the best wings in town? Is that mm. fucking place over by my parents' house. No, don't say it. Don't West, say it. West Hill Grill's pretty good. West Hill Grill. That's the crack pretty, wings the crack at West wings. Hill Grill. The Poppy's wings are pretty good, too. We'll take... Okay. And the Moe's barbecue since wings you, are fucking smoky awesome. Since you've already crossed really, into mm. wing territory, since yeah. you've had wings at two places, I think we're going to have to get you wings at a couple more places. We're, we're talking about going for barbecue this week. Yeah, Where are you going to go? Moe's, man. They we got, could go to Moe's. Uh, Moe's is good. There's a new place on Colfax that just opened up called Hank's that yeah. has $3 ribs, which are That's cool. delicious. Oh, $3 AJ's ribs. AJ's is really good, too. Where? AJ's, it's over there on, like, uh, what is it? It's right right across from the ra- uh, light rail station, the Evans station. 
Evans and Broadway. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ty was telling it's me like, about yeah, that place. The, oh, yeah. Hey, attentive yeah. listeners. I know how fun it is to listen to people make dinner plans. So, <laughs> so why don't you guys tell us uh, where is the best, best barbecue place? Best, best wings, wing, best, best wings, barbecue. best barbecue. Yeah, best wings separate from Duke best it out. Barbecue. Duke it out. Best wings separate from because we'll barbecue. take him because I mean let's be real it's Denver there's only so many places you there's can not take him um, <laughs> I mean just places in general you know well, I took him over to Buffalo Wild Wings so, and we got some yeah. random shit you know I, I got my hot ones and he had like a honey barbecue yeah. and uh, he didn't even you know he wasn't wasn't interested in the spicy stuff but what I brought him there for was just the amount of TVs and the fact that it's a chain and that it's just American Dude, bullshit. Dude, they're all over the place. Platter. And... It's like a TGI Fridays. And he... And on the menu, he saw mozzarella sticks. They don't have them. You don't have mozzarella sticks? On oh. the menu, he saw corn dogs. He's only heard of them. <laughs> man, what else is different about Europe, <laughs> you man? I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy. Y'all don't mind. have mozzarella sticks? Y'all don't have jalapeno poppers? Y'all don't... Wait, do you not have jalapeno poppers? No. You poor <laughs> child! Why poor child? We, yeah. have, we have good beers. You do, you have, you do have So even if you have beer. a shitty meal, we can pour it down with good beer and forget about the meal. <laughs> I remember in Belgium one time, I, I was hanging pretty hard. And all the, you know, the Turbo Yugen and our like, group of Belgian people that we know there, like they were like, what's going on with you? I'm like, I'm hungover. I need to, you know, hair of the dog to get me back to where I need to be. And they were like, oh, drink this beer. And they gave me like one of the most potent beers I've ever had in my life. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, I feel amazing. Well, I didn't feel good drinking it, but then after it was done, you know, I mean, it's a strong beer. It's like drinking. Hair of the dog kind of goes that way anyway. The first couple sips are yeah. just hard. The but most fun- Afterwards, I was fine. And then we played the show. <laughs> The most fun part, I think, about beer in Belgium is beer in Belgium seems more like a magical potion than just a beer. Like the bottle it comes in. <laughs> the glasses and it like, comes in. Like the, the glasses. The brewing process and the glasses and stuff. You know, it makes it feel like, ooh, I'm I'm doing sorcery in my tummy. You remember that? Uh, you're, tell, you're telling about that place with the uh, the storages of... of we have we have one one bar and that has um, all the Belgian beers. Um, so you basically have a, a the floor is is glass, and you see all the different types of beer. It's over four thousand beers. But if you order a beer, it needs to be in the right glass. Oh yeah, like here you order a beer and you get it in a. Oh yeah, a glass. A glass. Yeah. Not Dude, the, not the special. So you have to go to the bartender like. What is this? Like Quark has its own gl- yeah, glass, so, so and, and Jupiler has its own glass. And so they have over four four thousand different glasses. Four thousand. You get like like a, like glasses. a Bible of beer, like big one. And each four thousand glasses. And each beer. Dude, got its own I get annoyed. I get annoyed when the place I work has like three, five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be like, God, you don't need wine glasses and rocks glasses. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just that, do, that, just that do all I mean, that place has to be huge, though. No. How big is it? Well, they probably I mean, don't keep they stack that the, they, many. No, all the beers are, are in the book, and they're in the basement. Well, but I mean, the glassware, they probably keep smaller amounts of the fucking yeah, yeah, glassware, yeah. you know, based on what their sales yeah, are. Yeah, let's, so let's say five per... per Still, if you have two glasses that's per beer, crazy. that's 8,000 fucking glasses. Yeah. yeah that's that's just a ridiculous amount of... So there, there used to be this place here in Denver, and it didn't make it, but it was called the Cheeky Monk, and it was it was a Belgian brew house, and you know they only had you didn't like the Cheeky Monk, 
they had they had their food sucked. I was not a big fan of their food, but uh, they had uh, they had something like twenty five or thirty Belgian beers, and each one of them had their own glass. You know, like the there was the the quack one, which Duval. like yeah, the du- Duval one. The the, I mean, the the beers were good. Yeah, uh, they were authentic Belgian beers, but oh, I didn't like the experience of that place. What was it? What happened? I don't know. I just didn't it, like the it, food. It was I mean, one of the first trendy like, spots of that yeah. hood, too. When it yeah, to it turn. was just like Colfax had just started to turn. Yeah. That part of it had just started to turn like fancy pants. So right. one those time, of us that have lived off of Colfax for a long time were like, nah. Not that place. No, no, no. Give what? me my beer in the same cup, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no. I don't. Take the weirdness back behind the bar. I don't want it. Give me a solo cup. I'm fine. Do you have an Indiana Jones pinball machine? No. No? Okay, I'm out of here. here. I'm out of here. <laughs> no deal. Hey, can you put Sorry. the game on? No. No? Really? Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of sports TV in that Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah, definitely. How many TVs were in the Buffalo Wild Wings? All of them. <laughs> Fucking over 20 of them, right? Yeah. Do you guys 30? have over-the-top sports bars like no. that in Belgium at all? No. That's why we went. It, it's, the thing is, in Belgium, we only have, like, soccer. Well, real football and uh, cycling. <laughs> you, you mean, Soccer, well, real football. <laughs> you mean recess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean orange slice time. <laughs> orange slice time. Um, okay. 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 Fuck. You, no, I lost. <laughs> I had a brain fart. I lost my. Uh, well, you know what? Let's. T- this would be a good time to take a break. Yeah, anyway. let's. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. Let's take a quick break so we'll I can go splash some cold water. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. In, <laughs> we'll come back in and do the sponsors. All right. Sponsor time. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Buffalo Wild Wings. The people that make this happen. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, Walmart, and uh, 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 Pepsi. And Miller High Life. Miller High Life. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's, oh yeah. Dr. Pepper. Oh yeah. Ice. You say you have a candy over Denver there Water. Like Dr. Pepper. A what? You have a candy over there that tastes like Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Is it made by Dr. Pepper no. or it just tastes like no. Dr. Pepper? What, what's it called? Nun buns? Nun buns. Nun buns. <laughs> but that's a, but that's what Beck calls me. Because I, I got Hank Hill butt. <laughs> nun <laughs> what's up, nun buns? I thought it meant like blessed buns. I thought like nun buns is like, mm, oh. that booty blessed. Non-existent <laughs> buns. Uh, let's give a uh, shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, our most venereal, sorry, venerable Sponsor Matula Plumbing Matula Des Plaines, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number one or your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Winner 2011. He'll wear the booties for you. Nice. Matula Plumbing, Master of Poopers. Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, to South Broadway, a mecca. What did you think of uh, Mutiny when you went in there? What was your favorite part about Mutiny? Having a coffee and looking at comics? Yeah, it was pretty badass. I was going to say probably the comic books. Yeah, they have a great selection of comic books, including the Front Lines of Good Times Chapter 1 and 2, which is available there. Or if it isn't, it will be by the time this gets released. There you go. <laughs> 
We'll, we'll make a trip out of it. Uh, to South Broadway, just like the coolest little cultural center, an oasis of culture in the city of Denver. Uh, comics, books, coffee. Uh, I think they have like old magazines. Records. Records. Toys. Snacks and collectibles and t-shirts. And balls. A <laughs> toilet. With lots of stuff and funny Advanced. jokes inside and, and a key to that toilet with a big old coffee can on the end of it <laughs> jangled around so that the goddamn crazy hobos can't steal the goddamn bathroom key, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Muni Information Cafe. <laughs> Tell Matt and Jim and the rest of the gang the boys sent you. The Nug Nation Studio. Pound for great. pound, the greatest, the best, or ounce for ounce, the best homegrown comedy in years. Uh, join the the residents of the town of Nugville on their <laughs> crazy, wacky <laughs> adventures, getting into all kinds of shenanigans, the whole time being made of weed and not realizing how like tragic their sad existence is by just being... Uh, their entire existence being manipulated by some unseen hand of God in microseconds at a time. Whoa. It's, it's like, man, can you imagine if any of the nugs became self-aware? Mm, there'd be a riot in that other room. Or would they be totally mellow? Like, you really don't ever see anyone smoke weed in the Nug Nation. They're, like, made of weed. Yeah. So they, you, you almost never see them smoking. Wouldn't that be cannibalism? Yeah, it would be a form of cannibalism. Like, what do yeah. they call it if you smoke human flesh? Gordo, find out what they call it if you smoke human flesh. He's, he's on it. He's on it. Okay, <laughs> we're going to find that out. Uh, the Nug Nation Studios. Go to thenugnation.com to see what in the f- creepy fuck I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Evergroove Studio. Music. Video. Guns. And assault rifles. Ammo. Um, beers. Up in the... Uh, up in the cops, shadows cops. of Shadow Mountain. Police chases, keyboards, snow. Wild boars. Uh, sandwich trays that give Brad diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the uh, drive on the way up to Evergroove? That was nice. That's a very nice drive, isn't it? Yeah. Did you even get to see the studio space? No. We were so busy shooting guns and having fun, we forgot to but, go but to then the again, studio space. If we can choose guns or a studio, i go with the guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guns, then studio. So it was a nice gun studio. Yeah. Though we did bring elements of the st- out of uh, out of the studio to the porch to record us shooting guns, I'm sure you'll get to see that stuff soon. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Flipside music, b- boutique style equipment uh, sales. Man, they have some of the coolest stuff in town. And Ike is super duper knowledgeable on that stuff. Guitars. Uh, pedals that I didn't even know existed. Like, the coolest collection of, of rare and yeah. vintage and and kind of like off-brand name uh, uh, effects pedals. It's a really, really pretty badass place. Go check it out. Oh, amps, too. They have amps, too. And it's like nestled around uh, the Keep Studio and, uh, and Blackout Screen Printing, so it's a nice little uh, get-shit-done block right down there on South Tacoma. Tell like the boys sent you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal space of motherfucking Ruckus and every other band that uh, doesn't like carrying shit. Rocket Space. That's right. That's you ain't right. got to carry shit. Just plug and play. And we're not going today. 
Cause no, because we're, we're recording the podcast a day late because we like doing the podcast that much that if I can't be there, we still want to still want to do it on had a different day. On we had to get Yon on. We had to get Yon on. And we're going to get Yon back in here to do uh, the, voice the voices for his, for his part on the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and of course, all the beautiful, wonderful, sweet, amazing people who back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Thank you. Uh, our Woo. patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, insider info and gossip, dirty laundry, you know, whatever we got to dish out. Basically, the patrons get the band thread right after the band gets the band thread. That's yeah. pretty much what happens. It's the patrons are the fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not that we think you guys are insects. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you gotta teach me how to fly. I don't know, man. You seen that movie with Jeff Goldblum? That movie's pretty cool. That's just no. badass, Earth man. Girls are easy. Yeah. Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, you mean Jurassic Park. You mean Dude, Jurassic Park. Can you imagine if Cronenberg directed Earth Girls Are Easy? What kind of sick, twisted body horror nonsense would have come out of that? That would have been fucking awesome. That would have been way better. Uh, this podcast <laughs> is also brought to you by our latest patron, Jeff Goldblum, who is fully financed <laughs> the project in exchange for us talking about his um, movies nonstop. It actually came in while we were on break, so that's why we started diving into it just now. Okay. All the patrons, thank you so much, guys. We could not do this without you. Oh, and I'd like to welcome our newest patron, Tyler Schaefer. We're stoked to have you on board, man. Thanks for jumping. Thanks for jumping on the program. We're stoked to have you. Uh, We hope you like the cool shit that we make. Jan was a patron in the very beginning for a long time and actually only pulled out so that he could come and hang out with us in Denver, which I would much rather have anyway. So, thanks to everybody who backs us on there. Um, We'll give you shit forever. Seriously. Like, people who just got on at the very beginning, every time we make something, we just fucking send it to them anyway because it means that much that people back us up. It really uh, it means the world to us, guys. So thank you very much. And if much. you're Yawn, you can get a crate of CDs at the same time. <laughs> yeah, actually, Yawn is is the band's official shipping warehouse in Europe. Yep. Like yep. he's he's our official merchandise storage. Facility. And uh, I got vinyls. Yeah, he's got vinyls. You have vinyls? How many vinyls do you have? Uh, a box. That is probably the last box in the world. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, so how much to go for? <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't get much for them. No. We might get <laughs> a little bit for them if we spread it out over 10 years. We'll probably It'll probably take us about 10 years. What is it, like 40 records? Yeah, about 10 years to get rid of 40 You know records. your uh, exclusive NES collection you have probably right next to it? Oh, yeah. You'll get more money for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You'll get a fortune for that. You'll I'll, get nothing for our record. I'll buy that. You keep the records. Like, what, you won't even get memories or enjoyment from our record. Like, it's just <laughs> it's bad, 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 bad. What, what game did we beat in Yon's basement? I was trying to remember that. Mega Man 2. Was it Mega, Mega Man 2? Yeah, you guys beat Mega Man 2. No, they were doing a competition who would finish Mario Bros. the fastest. We oh, definitely I, did Mega Man 2. If that, if that was, if, if yeah, probably. A, wait, Mario Mario 1? Yeah. I won that one, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think we just sat there and watched how quick Tony could beat yeah. Mario. So that's the pretty, OG Mario. That's been pretty much our tradition every time we get out your way, is we go to your house beers, and we hang out. Beers. Beers, gin and tonics. Family. Family. Nintendo. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. 
delicious food. They cook it up. Or as Jan says, we can go to my place, we can take showers and jack off, I'll fuck my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it went. Man. um, So, okay. So you went to Walmart. After you went to Buffalo Wild Wings, you went to Walmart. Tell me your impression. As like, because... You guys don't have anything that big no. as far as like no. super center. It's, it's we have one big grocery store and that's it. It's but it's only like food, right? And then food and drinks. That's the place that we went to to get yeah. stuff for dinner and shit yeah. like that. So, yeah. So it's like less than the size of a King Supers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way smaller than a local grocery. So store. And then you walk into Walmart and you have anything except guns. It's an airplane hangar, and, and you have guns at Walmart. No, too. not this not one. That one. Not the mm. one in Stapleton. The one in Stapleton doesn't have guns? I told you no. There are Walmarts with guns. Yeah, so, you, right? usually they're yeah, out country, though. Yeah, more outside of the city centers right. then? Yeah. Okay. Th- there have been, like, restrictions on that since, like, for a long period of time. Just kids were just going to Walmart and just, buy me a gun! And it was just happening. Speaking of gun restrictions, Dad's going to take you to the Tanner Gun Show. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we should we should clear up that Jan is trained military personnel, right? Like yep. you're you're in the Belgian army. Like, you're, are you an officer in the Belgian uh, army? First sergeant. You're a NCO. first sergeant in the Belgian army. Yep. So what? Now this is something that that I that I was super interested to find out about, and I really didn't know a whole lot about your military life because mostly we just like traveled and played shows and hung out and partied together and stuff. But you've been like around the world doing service for peace support like peace support that's peace what support Bel- that's what the, yeah. that's what the Belgian army pretty much does yeah. right is peace support yeah. so how does that differ from like what our guys go over and do it's um, we go help the country uh, establish a good government help them train the police help them train the army help rebuild the country mm-hmm Basically, we clean up the mess that you guys leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, so what we're, mess? We, what we mess are, are a messy about? country. <laughs> so, so it's kind, dude. It's kind of like being with us on the road. It's like basically we go through and, and yeah, clean you it make up a mess and I clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So, where all have you uh, been deployed? Uh, Iraq, Lebanon twice, uh, Congo. Republic of Congo, Cameroon, uh, Ivory Coast, Togo, Benin, and I might miss a country. God damn. So, yeah, I mean, so you've been, you've been all over. You're like, you're trained. You run crews of guys. Like, you're, you're pretty, you said first sergeant. Yeah. So, what, what is a, where's a first sergeant in terms of the, the hierarchy of Belgian military? Um, so, above me, you have first sergeant major. And then you got a warrant officer, and then you got the officers. Okay, so that's like generals and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. that. All right. So, something interesting that you were telling us about is uh, basically the restrictions on firearms in Belgium. Like yeah. how you, so you are allowed to have weapons because you have military training. Right. No, I'm not allowed. You're not allowed to have no. weapons at all. So, at my work, I can shoot a 50 cal, I can shoot fully automatic. But if when I own a gun at home, I got to pass a theoretical test. Then I got to go to a gun range, shoot um, .22, like small ammunition, pass the practical test, go to six millimeters, practical test, and then I can get a nine millimeter. 
Mm-hmm. So each, each. You have to test oh, out of yeah, each, yep. going each yep. level. Okay. Yep. So you've tested out enough times to be able to shoot a 50 cal at work. Yeah. Now at home, how do you have to store your guns at home? Um, if I have a gun at home, it has to be in a safe. The ammunition has to be in a different safe, in a different room. Yeah, it can't rooms, be in an adjoining room, right? Yeah, and the rooms can be attached to each other. So you have to like keep them. You have to keep them in separate rooms of the house, yeah. like completely away from each other. So basically, it will mean um, I could have one safe in the living room, and the other one has to be in the man cave in the basement. And that's it. That's your only option. And that's why yeah. you don't own any at home. Yeah, that's right? why I don't own one. Because it's just a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. The cops can ring my door anytime to check if my gun is still in the safe. Um, like a, ra- a random check? They come to your yeah, house for a yeah, random check? Yeah. And yeah, they, well, they've got you registered. Yeah, right? and then they're right, ringing right. like, can, can I see your gun? And then I have to show them the gun. I have to show them the place of the ammunition. If I want to go to the gun range, the ammunition needs to be in the back. The gun needs to be in the back seat, out of arm's reach. Um, and I'm only allowed to shoot at a gun range in the techniques that they told me and not the techniques I know from my job. Wait, in the techniques that you... Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So you, there's actually restrictions against training that you use, like if you go to a... Uh, so a, if I go in a gun range with the army, we have different techniques. Like what? Like, for example, we do the, the tactical shooting where we turn the gun and shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we move and we shoot. Or we, we shoot shorthanded, out of the hip. Oh, things. okay. You can't do stuff like no. that. No. Okay. So it's basically standing straight, look, shoot. And that's it. Yeah. That's fucking... Can you imagine boring. if the government was like, okay, in your kitchen you can keep your pots and pans, but you have to keep your spatulas and everything <laughs> in the attic. <laughs> like, you can't use these tools together, but they can be in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about, like, if a... If, if somebody's like breaking into your house and you know they're, they're attacking you or your family or whatever you guys don't have the mentality at all to go for some, something like a weapon like that it's oh um, yeah you were ta- yeah that's right You're basically if someone breaks in and starts stealing stuff we need to call the cops and wait for him we're not allowed to walk up on him beat him up call the cops because then we can get um, sued for uh, beating up a guy sued yeah if he says, oh, aggravated assault. But it's on your property, right? In yeah, your house. doesn't matter. That's weird. That's different. <laughs> so you just got to be like, oh, so you like televisions, huh? Now, have you had this happen before? Yeah. This is, so what happened in the situation where so, it So uh, New Year's Eve, my sister was living across the street from me, um, and she called me like, yeah, alarm system is going off. And I had a New Year's party with a bunch of co-workers from the army and we're like hey the alarm of my sister's house is going off we need to go take a look of course our reaction is grab a baseball bat grab a hammer we'll see what happens not the gun not even not even no no never no. Even come to think no, never the gun so we walk in there are three people breaking into the house we jump with a couple of guys we beat them up we strap them we call the cops um, and we got all, all got arrested and we had to go to the police station, and uh, the robbers got off uh, after an hour and a half because they didn't steal anything. They just broke a window. And we've been sitting there the entire night um, declaring what we did. And the cop basically said, like, you should be happy that they're not suing you. That the, what? The burglar's not suing you. 
Yeah. You should be happy. Like, he was, like, wagging his finger in your face and like, you should be happy that guy's not yeah. suing you right now. And so what's the protocol? Ridiculous. What is wrong with you guys? And the, and the protocol for if that were supposed to happen, according to the police, is that they want you to just... Call the cops, give as much info, and wait for him. So basically give the, the guy who's robbing your house a 20-minute head start. Yeah, and how, yeah so the, the police station from your house is 20 minutes. Yeah. That's fucked up. Dude, if somebody breaks into your house in the United States, like, you are technically supposed to fire a warning shot, but police will tell people, they're like, well, just shoot them and then shoot a hole in the floor or shoot a hole in the ceiling or something like that. They're like, if someone breaks into your house, just put them down. And you'll end up on, like, the front page of the news, and it'll be like, like, homeowner takes a stand against, like, in home invaders, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and you'll end up, like, getting on the morning Yeah, I've, talk I've been show reading uh, your dad's magazine about uh, concealed carry. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He had a lot of examples, like, hey, somebody broke in, and they shot him, and they got a pen on the back, and... Oh, yeah. No, we can forget about it. Oh, yeah. Nothing like that back home. No. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, even if you have the gun in your house and somebody's breaking in, you, that's, guys, you that's, guys don't even no, think to do that. No, it's no, like, no, it's like no, no. We had a, we had a, um, a jeweler ha- having a gun, and he's been robbed like four or five times. And at one point, uh, a bunch of guys walk in at gunpoint, gun and he is working behind a um, see-through uh, mirror, mm-hmm. and he basically grabbed the gun and he shot a guy, and he got um, convicted for murder. Holy shit. In his own shop. In his own shop, yeah. Whoa. Holy fuck. Because if he had used a gun, he had to, like, warn the guy. I I have a gun, I'm going to shoot you. And he shot through the mirror. (laughs) So so because he, like, sniped him, that that he got charged with murder. Did he go to prison? Yeah. Holy fucking shit. How long is a prison sentence for murder in Belgium? Because I know in, like, Scandinavian countries, it's, like, like fucking... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's our justice system is, is fucked up. Like, uh, like Varg from Mayhem yeah. and Burzum, yeah. he got, I want to say, 20 years have, or something like have, that for stabbing um, um, his yeah. bandmate to death. We have people getting convicted for 20 years, but they can come out of prison after serving one-third of the prison time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That happens here, like two thirds or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. No. Yeah. So, and and we have we have child molesters that that. Okay, you molested a child, but it's been fifteen years ago, so you're gonna get like um, a prison sentence, but then you take one third of it, and it's basically the the custody they did. How long do how long do oh, sex man. like sex crimes go away for in the United States? I don't know. Like child like. I, Man, I want to say it's, like, not even close to that. To, to give you an example, um, I think everybody knows the story um, about the, the, the Belgian guy who had the kids in the basement. No, yeah, I don't know if you told so, us about So this. we had a guy, um, child molester, who um, kidnapped a bunch of girls, and he made a basement and kept them in the basement. And then he killed two other girls. And um, at one point he got arrested. He was in jail. He's in jail for life, but his wife was an um, accomplice. She's out already because she never molested the kids, so she only got a uh, sentence for um, keeping the kids prisoner. Huh. And she got out of prison, and now she's in a convict where she studied for, to become a lawyer, and now she's she's out. She's running around. 
and she was responsible with helping to to. And she was aware of it, and she was yeah. like complicit. In yeah. It. How long did she go to prison for? Ten years. That is That's, fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Fuck. That's crazy. That's where you need the gun. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the, the child molester escaped at one point, and um, a forest ranger saw him. And the forest ranger had a hunting rifle with him. And he didn't shoot him. You guys just don't think to shoot a criminal. Oh. That's crazy. It's fucking crazy to me. It's yeah. like, well, I mean, because, but here's the other thing, too. And you're, if, like, trained. Why wouldn't you, like, shoot them in the leg if, or something? If someone is trying to break into your home in Belgium, they're normally just coming to, like, steal your Toblerones or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> steal your waffle, mate. You know. They are. Ah, make me a waffle. <laughs> ah, give me your chocolate. Yeah, but you don't take away a wife's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to come into a man's home and take his Toblerone. I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw no transition out of that. Fucking <laughs> Wow. I have a transition. Uh, that Tony, is just too much. Tony told me something very funny yesterday. Okay. I, I, I want to hear about it. Oh, uh, wow. Tell me about the first time you saw Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and they talked about... Uh, oh, yeah. You put mayonnaise and fries? Yeah, yeah. What did I tell you? Uh, you're... Uh, I was watching it. So like, yeah. They put mayonnaise and fries in Amsterdam. And we're like, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't getting the joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it took me It took me my first trip to the U.S. to realize, like... Why is deliciousness well, funny to like, like, like getting fries and, like, yes. getting ketchup and looking at them, like... You got mayonnaise? And they're like, are you from Amsterdam? <laughs> no? No? That's how it used to be? I, I, just, I just imagined that, like, all the Belgians' hearts broke at the same time when they saw Samuel L. Jackson go, God damn. <laughs> you know? They're like, like oh, oh, Samuel, we like you. Oh, Come on. What? They're like, the Americans don't do this? What the fuck is that? like, you on? should really give French fries and mayonnaise a chance. It's, it's, it's you. You had it uh, the first time you were on tour. Yeah, we, All we, did we are saying it, it, is give Fritz a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it, it either. I, that I was did. bad. That was See, a dad and joke. And then I looked like an asshole asking for ketchup when we were there. They had yep. the like little Fritz stands where you get the fries in a cone. Yeah. I was like, I don't want that mayonnaise. I want something else. Well, they put it on like a whipped cream topping too. It's like four inches tall. You know know what I? You know what I love about Western Europe is the snack stands everywhere. That's like pretty much, pretty much any time of day you can go get a bag filled with something covered with something. Yeah, it's delicious. Like it's like fries covered with curry ketchup and fucking mayonnaise or like. Uh, in Amsterdam, they had those churro bits that were just covered in hot oh, yeah. fudge. It's, for it's some well, reason, you go on vacation, you just go around eating bullshit. Hence the wings for Jan, you know. Or like the the automats in. Yeah. You remember the automats in Amsterdam? You go up and you just put a little bit of money in a slot and open up a trap door and get a fried piece of shit or something. <laughs> Dude, like, see, you okay? You don't have mozzarella sticks. We look at those automats and we saw those things in there and we're like, holy fuck, those are mozzarella sticks. And then you bite into them and it's like 
cat food Ta-tala. or something <laughs> or, or, tala, or it's like yeah it's fried nothing or like it's, it's like a, a, a parsnip it's, fucking it's fried, deep fried, fried goulash it's something and you go ah, that's not a fucking that's not a jalapeno popper that's not a fucking mozzarella stick it's uh, something but it's not chicken I saw this thing the other day it said do you want six uh, do you want six pieces of string cheese I was like no well what if we deep fry them and give you a side of marinara <laughs> Oh yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. What'd you think of them? The mozzarella sticks. They were good. Yeah, corn dogs. No, not your thing. Not my thing. Corn dogs are awesome. This this podcast well, is making me hungry. Yeah, it's making me hungry too. I kind of want to like go get an appetizer sampler somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. I just want to go get a big tray of fried foods and fucking sit down with y'all and go. See, you see, this is what supposed snacks are supposed to taste well, like. The first time uh, he had his first burrito with us when we we're in Hungary. That's right. So okay, now that you have had a Budapestian. By way of Colorado Springs burrito, and like tamale kitchen is a true Colorado burrito, wouldn't you say? Oh, like a, a tamale kitchen yeah, tamale breakfast kitchen burrito? burrito. Yeah, yeah. that's good. What did you think of tamale kitchen? I like that one more. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, because yeah, I mean, that one is actually like kitchen. telling you, "Don't eat me with knife and fork in the middle." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I am personally am not a huge fan of the smothered burrito. Like I, I prefer a handheld burrito with the chili on the inside. It's I, a lot more manageable with I'll, the fucking beard and I'll mustache. Ta- I'll take the smothered when I'm over here, and then in Chicago, I'll take the handheld. It depends on if you've got stuff to do, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> if you don't have, if you are like canceling plans and just going to go home and be a piece of shit on the couch and watch Netflix for five hours, a smothered fucking burrito from Santiago's with half mm. and half is where it's at. I don't know. There's, a, there's definitely a difference between New Mexican food and Mexican food. Where should we take Yon that is, like, the place to go for Mexican food in Denver? For Chili Rianos, it's Torres. Torres, for Chili breakfast, Rianos. For breakfast burritos, a deep-fried uh, breakfast burrito at Little Anita's. Yes. And the that's best, the best that's burrito like, in town? Tex-Mex. That's not even, like, Mexican food. But what? Little Anita's Little is Anita's. New Mexico. That's New Mexico, yeah. Mexico for sure. Yeah. Torres... Torres is, yeah, sure. is Tex-Mex. But the chili rellenos are where it's at. Yeah, the chili yeah, rellenos yeah. are excellent. Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you getting hungry now, too? <laughs> Continue your list, Tone. You got a good one going. Um, and for burrito, I think I would go with Tamale Kitchen. Tamale Kitchen's pretty wicked. The Tamale Kitchen on, on, on Mississippi. The Tamale Kitchen on Mississippi. Absolutely. Yeah, so breakfast burrito for a little neater. Mississippi and Federal over in in Morrison, right? Or not Morrison. It's on on Morrison. Morrison Road, yeah. Yeah. No, that, yes, absolutely. Oh, man, Jan. You were going to shit your pants. You were going to poop weird for the next, like, month. (laughs) So, one thing we're trying to get organized for Jan. (laughs) That's even the sound of his asshole. (laughs) You got that machine gun ass. Um, So... I was telling Jan, because Jan is going on a road trip next week to Nashville. You're flying out to Nashville, and then you're going to fly back. Yeah. I was like, dude, if you were going to go all the way out to Nashville, and he's going to be out there around the time that you're going back to Chicago, I was like, you should go see the Blind Staggers with the Super Suckers in Chicago, and I'll get us tickets to a different basketball game. I see something. If he can make that, if you can, dude, you might never come over here again. And if you have a chance to go to Chicago, you should definitely do it. I would agree. Even if you only go over for a couple of days, 
if we can, if if you can get one of those uh, must get, got to get away, fucking Frontier super cheap tickets or yeah. something like that, get over there and just go for a couple days and check that place I, out. I found tickets for for that time as low as sixty dollars, I think, but you'd have to stay there for a little while. Which you may not have time for, and then the like top, for how long? Like a week or like five oh, day, five days long. rather. Um, but uh, so some other ones for like a hundred and thirty or something like that. We could take a look. I'm not going to be in Chicago all that much, so he'll like come see the show and then maybe like explore it. My, my buddies will take care of you out there. Yeah. But uh, you know, you could stay there for two or three days and then come meet us back here or something. You know. So okay, so the 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 last thing that you've done since you've been here in town is you hung out with. My dad. Yeah. You, you and my dad have been, like, broing down. Like, you don't refer to him as your dad. You refer to him as, as dad. Because you, you and my pops are fucking road dog homies, man. And you guys hung out in, in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you and dad been up to? Uh, we went to uh, Red Rocks this morning. What did you think of Red Rocks? That was awesome. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. Uh, I, I'm pretty I'm sure if there's, um, like, a show, it has to be amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Because I knew I knew Red Rocks before I came here because buddies of mine played there. Because Mastodon played Mastodon there. Mastodon right. played there last year with Primus. Right. Oh, you got a picture yeah. of that. And then I saw the pictures of um, of Red Rock, and I'm like, this is awesome. It's, it's something I really wish we could do with you. One of these days, we were going to fly you out here and take you to, like, an amazing Red Rocks show. It's a, it's a bummer that it was all, all the stairs were covered in snow and you couldn't... Give yeah. that thing a walk. Oh, around. you didn't get to go walk around on it. Yeah, it's no. it's pretty amazing. All you get you can actually get on the stage when they're um, right. when they're closed. Yeah. They have all like open jams and shit like and that. Also, where around, around that park is a real easy going trail that you can see a lot of the cool yeah. stuff and get a really good view of Red Rocks from kind of above. You know. Yeah. So and then uh, then we got home and we jumped in the hot tub. <laughs> so you took a chemical bath with a 65, 66 yes. year old man yes, today. Yes. Nice. Cool. Did mom get up in there? No, mom was gone. Awesome. So yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Mom like, gone. It's a lot of hot dog boiling. Dad, in that beers, and bin, hot tub. Man. Mom's gone and yawns on. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom's gone and yawns on. <laughs> and then I started talking guns with the with the old man and. In the hot tub. In the hot tub. <laughs> and then got out of the hot tub and started looking at his guns. Yeah. Now that's code for... Yeah, yeah. No, guns. Oh, okay. Okay, guns. <laughs> He's like, hey, Jan, you want to come inside and take a look at my guns? And Jan's like, yeah, sounds good, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what do you... Um, so what, what do you want to make sure, like... If you do nothing else, what are the next three things that you absolutely want to make sure you you do before you go back to Belgium? Watch an NBA game. Okay, we're definitely doing that. Shoot guns. Shoot guns. Shoot more guns. You're gonna you're gonna go with dad to do that. Okay. Shoot more guns and and just have fun. Yeah, I'm hoping we can find a show. And those of you who are listening, Jan is gonna be here until the 17th. The 17th, the 17th. of March till St. Patrick's Day. He's going home right before a fucking amateur oh. weekend. Yeah, no, it's a good time to it's, go home. It's a good time to go home, but that would have been a sight to see, some bullshit. <laughs> Watching Denver bullshit. pretend to be a big city on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. <laughs> or or bring Chicago for it, because it's actually big there. You like, should come to the Big Granny Tweet Show on Thursday at Lions Lair. Ooh. Ooh. What day? Hey. What day are you guys playing? The 7th, this Thursday. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm in Nashville. I'm, I'm playing I'm playing at Rory's. I'll go. You're missing out. I'll go. I know. I'll be there. <laughs> 
We gotta find a show to play for Jan before, we're, before he leaves too. Yeah. Or you're just gonna come. Man, to we gotta. Okay, we gotta think of a way to do this. Like some kind of private party, little hangout How thing. About us and Tweed or Gordo at uh, Mutiny. And Mutiny. Let's go. I dare you. Well, no, we want to do. We want to do week. it. At, we want to do it at a place with a bar because we want oh, it to yeah. be a place where our friends can get wasted and and fiddle with each other's butts. Okay. Let's Free work drinks. on that. Yeah, let's work on. Things might work. I think we might put together to get a, song a super top secret show. Only, uh, only information will be available on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the only information may, about the super secret. So, happen. to all three of you who are going to be there, all three of our listeners, all three of our listeners. Well, oh well, wait, now there's, so there's one. It's me, Gordon yeah. and Laura. Technically, right. I'm, a, no, Gordon. I'm an Uber listener because <laughs> I'm listening in real time. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you work <laughs> for the show too. So, well, I wouldn't say he works for the show. This. We don't you give him a check. <laughs> you have no idea the benefits I get. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in his loins. Yeah, Mikey's in there jerking him off under the desk right now. Right now. Well, we'll, fi- we'll try to find a show. Okay. Not just show up to Rocket Space. And we'll do something we there. Could, there are many phone calls we can make to just be I'd like, like hey, to play a fun We want to do show. this. We'll play for two hours and do like half Hendrix stuff. <laughs> Dude, I like that. So Tony told me that you guys are starting to jam just like big fucking blues jam songs at rehearsal. Cause, so I'm missing. The reason we're recording on Tuesday is because I'm missing... At least a month of practices because Sarah and I are taking our birthing classes to welcome the little fucking howl larva into the world. You know what I mean? Birthing classes? So Useless. <laughs> did, I t- useless. did I tell you what Jan told me? Jan sticks out his finger and he's got him, you know, like he's got all his fingers mushed together like in a point, like a like crane stance if you were doing kung fu, and he holds it up. He's like He's like, give her a crane stance in the eye. No, he comes up and he goes, this is the only thing you need to know. You don't need birthing classes. Hold your hand like this so when she squeezes it, it doesn't break. <laughs> that was Yon's yeah. advice. He's like, there, I saved you the time. We can hang out and you can play a show. <laughs> I can come to rehearsal and actually see the band play. So, uh, so are you going to be in Denver leading up to the 17th then? Yeah. So we should find some. We'll get somebody. Hey, my birthday's on the 16th. So maybe we could have a little party. Fuck that. Maybe, maybe we could have a little party. Maybe you could come fuck up the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. We'll find something. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's. What do you guys? What do you guys say we uh, go get some fried garbage to eat? Because we've pretty much been talking about food. This is like. Yes. I would say like 30 to 40% of this episode was food. Make it 50 to 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it was was guns and probably wieners, right? I mean, I'm guns just assuming. And, uh, and what do you think is weird about stuff, Jan? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Europe different than America? <laughs> oh, my God. Things are so weird over there, aren't they? God. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was, that was the whole. Episode. Oh, hey guys, uh, this was a good podcast. Yon, yeah, thank you for coming it. on the show. My pleasure. I would actually be down to have you be like kind of a a sitting guest for the rest of your time here if you're around. It'd and be into late it. night for him. We do it at four o'clock here, so it would be midnight for you. No, 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 no. I mean for the rest of his time here. Oh. Yeah, I don't mean Skype. I'm not going to wake up to yeah, 3 o'clock here. in the morning. Hey, Jan, I know it's 3 o'clock in the morning, but you want to listen to us smoke weed and make dick jokes for two hours? <laughs> no? Hello? Hello? 
<laughs> well, thank you for listening to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 48. We're getting close. In, in the books. In the books. We're getting close to our 52nd episode, which would be an entire year worth of episodes. And I think we're going to have to plan something really fun for that. A banner. Really, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. You know what? We should at least take some of those letters that you can like spell out like... Happy birthday, so-and-so. But, like, when we did the Nick Oliveri one, we didn't have enough letters to make the word Oliveri. <laughs> so it was like, Nick happy o. birthday, Nick O. <laughs> What's so, up, Nick O? So, so we'll, it'll, it'll say, congratulations, MF Poe. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll know, know what it means. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the show, guys. Uh, man. Yeah, good. stay tuned thanks, for yeah. more of uh, the Blunt Belgians adventures in Colorado and Nashville and maybe Chicago. So, uh, uh, Jan's U.S. adventure continues. You can uh, follow pictures of this on Instagram using the hashtag TheBluntBelgian. And uh, I think we got a few pictures up there so far. So, keep following that and see what Jan gets up to. Anyway, this has been the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Tony. My pants fell down. (laughs) (laughs) Jan over here joining us in the studio. And, of course, Gordo in the booth. Gordon Ledfoot himself. Shout out to Gene Skibbins, our producer out in Chicago and of course everybody who helps this podcast happen uh, we love you guys very much and uh, this week is going to be Jan's pick uh, his favorite band is it your favorite band Jan? one of my favorite one bands of the, yeah. one of his favorite bands next time if Ruggers is Peter Pan Speed Rock and uh, it's going to be We Want Blood so thanks for listening to the MF Podcast and uh, we'll see you guys next time yeah thank you thank you uh, bye bye let's get out of here it stinks yeah it stinks like European in here like a sweat hut
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometimes. 